the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement. As always here on the Max Out Savings Show, the Max Out Savings Show is a show about savings and investments and building up your retirement. Our philosophy and our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, put away as much money as you can, and then conservatively invest the money. And it, 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 that's known as income-based savings. Put away money in your 401k plan, your 403b, your different type of, of plans. Uh, the, the power of, I think it was Ben Franklin said that the most powerful thing in the world is compounding of money. Well, probably the second most powerful thing is really an income-based savings program where you put away a little bit in each paycheck. <laughs> and that that is that is really that is the key to building up the wealth is it's it's the constant repetitive nature of putting away the money every time so you're not if oh no i need to buy a car we have a medical expense or whatever the money is always going in there and building up the wealth and and this this is how people are retiring out there today in the world uh you know right now social security is doing well i i don't hold a lot of hope over the long term uh, the way the government uh, is recklessly spending money, running up a deficit that nobody seems to care about, uh, and so, so, so what you need to do is is you need to sit there and take charge of your retirement and plan and to build up wealth for yourself, uh, and. And, and and we're seeing sort of the breakdown of the of the safety net, and it's going to get worse in the future because we can't afford to do all these things. And so it's pretty simple. You just put away 10% plus the company match at a minimum of your income each and every paycheck and slowly build up wealth over the long term. Uh, and so if you're not at that 10%, take charge of your retirement today. Do it now in and start saving money, and then you can have a bunch of money, and then you can be in, in, investing in these fun times and get zero interest rates thanks to the Federal Reserve. But that's another story. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, we got quite a bit to talk about here today. We're going to be talking some about uh, uh, about estate planning. We're going to be talking about uh, where's the market, what's going on there. I'll be talking some about oil prices. The uh, you know it's just. Uh, where do I start? Uh, you know, uh, we had the convention this week, and that was really interesting. Uh, Donald Trump was was nominated and uh, accepted the nomination, and it was from there. It was you know one thing after another, and overall, I think it was a pretty good convention. I, I you know, I, I tell you what, I, I think a, 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 a couple thoughts of mine. Uh, Melania's speech. 
Uh, that wasn't accidental, the, how she set that up. There was a reason the person wasn't fired, because that's what they wanted in the speech. Uh, it was put in there for a specific reason. And uh, and uh, the uh, the word is your bond uh, was put in there to try to, 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 to basically let the other Republican nominees know that they made a commitment they ought to stick to it. And so it really, I I think that was deliberately put in there. A lot of people don't realize that. And, uh, you know, look, I, w- I was disappointed in, in that, that, that really Donald Trump was unable to bring more of the Republican other members in. Uh, a couple thoughts on that. Uh, look, in order to win this election, we all need to be on the same page. And, I, and, I, and look, the idea that, look, I, we're just... Donald Trump can't win, and we're just going to cede the Supreme Court to to the Democrats, and and we're taking our marbles and go home is is to me unacceptable, and and I, and I do believe that that Republicans have a responsibility to support the nominee. I you know it's not my first choice. I really wanted Ted Cruz, and uh, but I think Donald's going to do do a very good job, and and I think he should support it. And a lot of people attack Ted Cruz, and uh, Ted Cruz at least stood up there and. And, uh, and and made a case uh, for, for 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 freedom and liberty in the conservative causes. I I I, I think he's probably let this feud get a little. You know, between him and Donald have both let this feud get a little bit out of control. Uh, it reached the point where Donald seemed to be talking about space aliens or something in the National Enquirer and Ted Cruz's dad. And I'm like, what in the hell is this? It, it was literally unbelievable. Uh, you know, it, 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 it's disappointing that, that this has got to this. And it, 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 and for all people putting up, Ted Cruz at least showed up. Jeb Bush didn't even have the decency to show up at the convention. And uh, the Bush family wasn't there. I guess they're ceding the, the, the Supreme Court to the uh, – uh, to the Democrats, and I, I think that's completely unacceptable. Uh, we've been asked to sit there as conservatives to support a lot of things that were not conservative issues, particularly globalism, and a number of other things. We were asked to suck it up and supported it, and the conservatives supported it, and the Republicans supported it. And you want to be a team player, uh, you know uh, exactly what were we, what were we voting with in the, in the past. I mean, what was the agenda? Maybe I thought it was a conservative agenda. I didn't realize it was a globalist agenda. Uh, that was never put to me. Uh, I never made a decision to sit there and throw American jobs over the side of the boat, for, uh, you know, at all costs to, to support globalism. I, I think that's immoral to do that, period. And and, and so I, I think the fact that these people didn't show up at the convention uh, is 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 very disappointing. And, 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 and really, again, who are these people? I, the, the worst was John Kasich. John Kasich gets up there. I'm a uniter. I can get along with everybody. Uh, uh, you know, kumbaya, and this guy doesn't get the nomination. He takes his marbles home and doesn't even bother and have the decency to show up at the convention. You know, Donald Trump wasn't that tough on him, really. He, he's bas- he, This guy was running for president of the United States, claiming he was the great uniter and could get along with anybody and pull everyone together, and then could not even get along with the people in his own party. That shows a tremendous character flaw in John Kasich. I mean, it really, honestly, that's just astonishing. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's just, you just wonder. At least Ted Cruz stood up and said what he thought. Uh, I think that Trump made a mistake by not smoothing this out ahead of time and apologizing, uh, and uh, you know, and, and it's going to hurt him in the in the end. And 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 the danger we have is is the Republican Party just breaks up into nothing because some people just weren't going to sit there and, 
you know, they, they didn't want to get along. And I, and I think that's unacceptable. I think it's endangered our country. And, and, and I, I don't know what else to say on it. I, I, you know, I, you just got to hope that things are going to get better and hope that we can win. I would, I would really feel really badly if we throw the, uh, the, the presidency to the Democrats and lose control of, of the, uh, of the Supreme Court because a bunch of people couldn't get along and got their feelings hurt in a race. And, and, and to all people, including Trump and the whole group of, of the 16, I, you know, I would like all of them to, why don't they go back and look at history, study history, and campaigns have never been a nice place. Pre- presidential campaigns have been particularly rough, particularly tough. And uh, if, you can't, if you can't withstand the campaigns, then, you know, maybe, uh, you know, there's other problems. Look at history. It's always been this way. This is a tough political race. Uh, we fight it out in the campaigns. The difference between us and other countries, in other countries, they'll just kill off the opponent or they, and they'll put a new king in there or something or the new dictator or have a coup. That's not what we do in the United States. We fight it out in, convi- in, in, in on the political process. We fight it out in the nominations and the convention. And then we go on and we pull together. And that's what what should happen in this case. But uh, off of the, the soapbox, I think this country is just really too important to throw over the side. It, and I think it's time for the Republicans to pull together. I, I, this is embarrassing to me. And I think a lot of people really made a, a lot of attempt on all sides. And uh, but, uh, you know, taking your marbles and going home is not a and then losing the, the Supreme Court is going to be on those people that did that. And and at least I respect Ted Cruz because he showed up and he tried to do something and tried to kind of help. But I really, I, I really put a lot of this on Donald Trump. Should have, really should have tried to work a little harder to pull people together. Uh, anyway, uh, that that that's it. And so uh, that's just some thoughts of mine on the convention. Uh, I do believe if you give your word, you ought to damn well stick to it. Period. And, and, and again, I, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I really don't. And, uh, and, you know, it, it, I, I don't know what to say on it. It was, uh, but uh, you know, we, we'll we'll see what happens here. You could see Hillary's pitch with Tim Kaine. Is it Tim Kaine? She's making a pitch to the middle. She's she's clearly deciding that she could that they think they can sit there and pitch to the middle and and basically play the adult in the room routine, which just might work, since since uh, Jeb Bush and a couple and some of these other people have made it really clear that that they don't think they don't think you should be voting for Donald Trump and you don't they don't think believe we should be voting for a Republican, which is utterly absolutely astonishing to me. I. It is literally mind-boggling to me uh, how you how you basically are going to recreate the presidency, have the House and the Senate, and can put through all these bills, and a bunch of people sit there, throw their arms in the air, and get into a uh, and have a bunch of egos that can't get along. And uh, if these people were in World War II, we'd be basically speaking German right now. And uh, you know, it's as simple as that. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say in the matter. Uh, the uh, Golly, where 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 to start? Uh, again, a lot of people were watching the convention this week. Uh, the uh, uh, markets were up, uh, you know, quite a bit. In oil prices were down, and I, I'm going to discuss some more of that uh, as as the show goes on. Uh, a, a couple things I want to try to get to uh, some more. I wanted to just touch base on Roth IRAs and the idea of 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 funding your uh your 
your kid's college education with Roth IRAs, which I think is a little better deal than the 529 plans. Uh, you, you have the ability, if, if you're under a certain income, to, to, to fund an I, a Roth IRA. And a, a Roth IRA is just like an IRA, but there's two main differences. When you put the money into it, you do not get the deduction. It grows tax-free just like an IRA. But then when you take the money out of a Roth IRA, you don't pay taxes on it. So it's a very powerful thing. You can put away $5,500 a year in a Roth IRA, sixty-five if you're over uh, 59 and a half. And, and so it's, it's a pretty good tool to, uh, to put away some extra money for retirement. And, and, and what we really see here is with the, with the Roth IRA is, is that for college savings, it's a pretty good way to go. And uh, what you can do is, is, is you can put away the parents or even the grandparents can set up a Roth IRA in their name and then start funding it with the idea that, look, this Roth IRA is, is, is actually money put away for, uh, for, the, uh, for, for the kids' college, for my kids' college or my grandkids' college. If you've got two kids, you can just give them each half of the, of the Roth IRA. But, but the, real, the, the real interesting thing about the Roth is by doing this is you have a lot more flexibility. So if your child doesn't go to school, instead he wants to use the money for a – for a home or something, you have that ability to do that. And so this is something to me that's, that's really a pretty good way to go is, is, is the, uh, the Roth IRA for college savings. Uh, and you can start out, you can put it in there, and you can grow it over time, and you can pull it out after five years uh, with, with no, no penalties. So you have to do it early, but uh, for particularly grandparents, it's a pretty good way to sit there and fund up your college kids' education. You can't put massive amounts, of, you can only put the $5,500 a year in it, but if you do it over 20 years, that adds up to an awful lot of money, and you can also divide it up. So, so when you think Roth IRA, one of the things you can look at is, is you can use this to fund your children's education. It grows tax-free as well. And so you can put away $5,500 if you're under uh, $5,500 if you're over $50. Same same rules as a regular IRA. So uh, take advantage uh, of that issue and and, and, uh, continue. Remember, I'll tell you one more final thing here, a couple things. If in all my years I've been in this business, well over twenty five years, two things I've missed when ta- uh, have been that I really have underestimated consistently is how tough a state work is and how tremendously expensive college is. Once you you see those numbers, it costs twenty eight thousand to go to A and M. It costs fifty thousand to go to Baylor TCU. But then you forget that doesn't include the car. You got to get your child or everything else. So tremendously expensive. So you got to save a lot of money. Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. Sign up for the new free newsletter. We'll be right back after this quick break in the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Larry Levin, and I've been on the trading floor for 23 years. I was one of the biggest traders in the S&P pit. I'm also the president of Trading Advantage, a leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional day traders. Now, for a limited time, I'm offering one of the trading techniques I use to make $1.9 million for free. Get started right now by calling 800-288-0092. 
leave your email address on my voicemail, and I'll email you my free training technique and my daily insider market report at no cost to you. This is the very information I use to build my fortune. I was getting ready to retire. I still needed to make extra income, but I didn't want to work for anyone else. Because of Larry and his excellent instructors, I can trade successfully for myself, and I'll never have to work for someone else again. Fire the stockbroker and hire the most dependable person you know, you. Again, call in the next 90 minutes and leave your email address on my voicemail. Call 800-288-0092. That's 800-288-0092. 800-288-0092. Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Larry Levin, and I've been on the trading floor for 23 years. I was one of the biggest traders in the S&P pit. I'm also the president of Trading Advantage, a leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional day traders. Now, for a limited time, I'm offering one of the trading techniques I use to make $1.9 million for free. Get started right now by calling 800-288-0092. Leave your email address on my voicemail, and I'll email you my free trading technique and my daily insider market report at no cost to you. This is the very information I use to build my fortune. I was getting ready to retire. I still needed to make extra income, but I didn't want to work for anyone else. Because of Larry and his excellent instructors, I could trade successfully for myself, and I'll never have to work for someone else again. Fire the stockbroker and hire the most dependable person you know, you. Again, call in the next 90 minutes and leave your email address on my voicemail. Call 800-288-0092. That's 800-288-0092. 800-288-0092. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. The terrible shooting spree in Munich, Germany. What does that mean for American politics and our choice of the next president? We'll talk about that on Monday on the Michael Medved Show. And with the Democrats gathering Monday for their big convention, what is it that could happen in Philadelphia that could ruin Hillary Clinton's chances? We'll talk about it Monday on the Michael Medved Show. Michael Medved, weekday afternoons at 2, right before Larry Elder at 5, on AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you'd like a copy of the Max Out Savings Report, sign up for the free report. Go to maxoutsavings.com. We have all types of saving tips, investment tips, all types of interesting things in there. Uh, We have a call from Lynn to 713-339-1070. Hello, Lynn. Hello, Ted. Good morning, Ted. Morning. Uh, um, just a question about uh, the market. The S and P has been up about three hundred and thirty basis points since February. Uh, yeah. Can what did we miss? Um, what what are we all missing here? We're all waiting for the market to tank. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I, I tell you what it is. Uh, what what I really think it is, it, it, starting out at the beginning of the year, the market sold off. The economy was really weakening, and globally it was slowing down, and the market started selling off. And then the the the, the Fed came in there and said we weren't going to raise rates, and uh, and uh, everyone was was sort of protected. And and then uh, they were going to they, they ran up, and then they were going to maybe raise rates in July. And then they came out and said, "Well, we probably won't raise rates this year." And then and 
And look, I tell you what, I, I, I think I think what's really happening out there, Lynn, is I think there is the Fed has poured in so much money into the system that that it just they've taken interest rates to zero. Remember, three weeks ago we had the lowest rates in the history of the United States of America, and they're flooding the system with money. And then, and 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 I think it, I think it was going to go down because globally China is very clearly slowing down. Uh, Brazil and South America is going into a recession, to put it nicely, and it could be bordering on a depression down there. And Europe is slowing down and with about 0.5% growth, horrible growth globally. Earnings are not coming in at all. But the, but, but the Fed keeps shoveling money in. And and I think what's maybe happening is is the ECB is engaged in in, in zero interest rates uh, uh, and, and negative interest rates in Europe. And they started purchasing corporate corporate bonds over there. So they're buying up tens of billions and hundreds of billions of dollars worth of these bonds. And, and that money is being forced into – so so when they buy the bond, uh, they, they, they say they purchase it – I own some, uh, some uh, Unilever bonds to make something up over there. And uh, – well, the, the ECB takes it down to negative interest rates, and I go, look, that's fine. This is absurd. I'm selling you my bond. Well, I just got a million bucks coming in t- into the firm, and so I've got to redeploy the capital elsewhere. And so that the capital, and I'm looking around the world, and I'm going, the U.S. is the only place to do it, and so I'm moving it in here. So you you have monetary authorities, which are just completely out of control, and just shoveling money in, into into the world's economy, and it's starting to push up asset prices. I think the Fed is really in a pretty bad place right now. Uh, and uh, two things are going to happen. Lynn. This is just a bigger bubble, isn't it, Ted? I mean, this is this, this is blowing up the the balloon to its. I mean, it just keeps blowing it up. I mean, and, you know, and there's and there's no volume to speak of. That's what's disconcerting. There's, the volume is. At record level lows. Yeah, no, look, nobody's in here, but no, there's no volume. No one's interested in this market. But you have to understand, uh, Goldman Sachs and in 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 J.P. Morgan and these big, they're running the books for the big stock buyback programs. And, oh. and, and so what that means is these corporations announce a two billion dollar stock buyback program. Goldman calls them up and said, "Let us handle it." And they're buying stock. So there's a huge bid underneath this market all the time of these stock buyback programs. Now their debt their debt levels are going up. Uh Stanley Druckenmiller, I saw a thing uh he 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 was pointing this out. EBITDA is dropping, which is your 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 that's your cash flow has been dropping for the last two or three years. Yeah. Going down and debt levels are are ratcheting rapidly higher here as corporations buy back stock. I think it two outcomes. Either we get a massive blow-off explosive top as money just starts cascading and catching fire and velocity takes off. At that point in the fi- time, the Fed is in trouble, or this thing just starts imploding. Either way, this is a really bad situation. So what you want to do is is you've got to work around the edges. And what, what's working is a couple things. The gold and precious metals, tremendous currency volatility. The pound is starting to, to fall apart. I think there's going to be a cur- currency failure. I don't believe it's going to be the pound somewhere in the next two or three years that's going to result in big moves for, for gold. Uh, I, I, I think the, the, the utility run is a little long in the tooth. Uh, I, the, the, the banking sector, you're starting to see the banking sector really has not taken on the level of debt, and a new president is going to be much more familiar Democrat are much more, uh, much more uh, not familiar, but really much more uh, 
easygoing on the banking sector. Uh, Bank America paid out $50 billion worth of fines, levies, uh, suits, and everything else over the last eight years. That's all going away. So, so the banking sector, they don't have the type of leverage they once had because the Fed has been all over them there. The one thing they've probably done right. And you could see if they institute Glass-Steagall, that's a huge deal because they're going to break the banks up, which is going to be more profitable. Uh, the uh, the other sector is uh, treasuries because people are going to go to safety. Uh, we're watching to see what the dollar is going to do. Eventually, emerging market debt, uh, and then also high income things like MLPs and different things like that 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 throw off good income but are in somewhat stable areas like uh, long life pipelines or, or solid infrastructure that's going to be around for a long time. It's not are, are, are Treasury bonds still okay for the moment as long as the dollar's going up? Yeah, yeah I yes. So. Uh, I, I, I tell you what, if 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 the, if the long Treasury gets above one sixty, we might we're going to look real hard at possibly selling our TLT. We've got big profits in them, and I just I, I don't want that to get away. That'll be sort of the trigger. Uh, a couple things to look for. Keep in mind, Lynn, what's happening this week. The Fed's going to start jawboning again about raising rates, right? Yeah, yeah that's true, but also the Democratic Convention. Hillary Clinton's going to go, hey, things aren't that bad. The market's at record highs. What a surprise. Uh, so yeah, yeah, that, that that's going to kind of come to an end. If you look at past history, the Fed starts getting kind of tough typically in September or October uh, because it, by then – People have decided who they're going to vote for, and they can safely start taking – they've been way too loose up. I mean this is absurd to have zero interest rates. with our. T- we've got a reasonable growth rate here, nothing great. But uh, the Fed, the Fed is, in, is 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 way 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 ultra accommodative right now. That's not my uh, words. That's uh, Stanley Fisher, who's probably the top monetarist in the world and vice chairman of the Federal Reserve. Well, they're all Democrats. I mean, yeah. they're all, they want to keep this thing looking good as long as they can, right? I yeah. Mean, that's a, that. Yeah, that's what I think this is all about. I mean, I think they 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 don't want to rock the boat. In, but I think they're, as you get closer, they're going to get tougher because if, if, if Trump wins or whoever and they feel like the Fed has favored the, the Democrats, they're going to get tossed out. So they're going to start oh. toughening here in the next month or two. You can bet if Trump wins, you can bet the Fed's going to raise rates immediately and, and kill the market. <laughs> yeah. No, that, well, they're going to have – look, they really have to uh, – the, the problem they're running into is – this is kind of getting out of control with the debt levels and different types of things. It, it, and I tell you, Lynn, there's a real case for saying pe- when countries, other com- countries are coming in here buying companies up and, and using negative interest rates by their central bank, that's an unfair trade advantage. And so this is going to get very complicated, uh, particularly if Trump wins or even if even – if, uh, even if uh, Hillary wins, there's a lot of people globally, a lot of very powerful forces aligned against Trump. That he's threatening globalism, which is the centerpiece of of, of a lot of very powerful people out there. And and, and 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 I believe that someone has to kind of stand up. You know, he made the comments about NATO the other day. Uh, you know, he's correct. The, the Germans aren't paying their share fair share of NATO. Uh, they, they have 300 tanks there. It, it, they can't possibly defend against Russia, and, and we're, we have several thousand tanks, if I remember right. Why, why do we have the lion's share of the armament over there? Well, it's a question that should have been asked a long time ago, probably. Yeah. So, 
uh, you know, we 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 we've been paying we've been paying to protect uh, all these people for a long time. Japan, South Korea, you know, he's right. I I agree with that. No yeah. And, and and so so uh, that's a very long-winded answer. You're going to have a, a, a binary outcome. You're going to have either this thing explodes up. To, in, in, in a massive blow-off top that's going to be disastrous, or we have a sell-off, which I think it's likely to do. And I think you, the people get spooked. I think they maybe raise interest rates. And then uh, the, the, the bullish case is the bullish case is we get a sell-off that start raising rates up. I think that stabilizes things. We start instead of redirecting all the, the all our our borrowing in in, in funding to financial engineering on Wall Street, which is where it's all going right now. Look at the cash flow numbers. They're not it's not on capital spending. It's not on R and D get stock buyback. The 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 bullish case for the United States of America is we start redirecting our cash flow to rebuilding the country, rebuilding our manufacturing base, our infrastructure uh, in in and making the United States a better place. In and but first we're gonna have to rein in the financial engineering on Wall Street and that's going to be painful for the stock market. Well, is that what the energy stocks? The energy stocks are obviously overpriced here. They run yeah. up. Yeah, oils come down, and so is that what is that what the energy people are betting on a Trump victory, uh, and that the the, the energy uh, you know is is that why they have been become overpriced, so to speak. You know, I tell you, uh, yeah. Look, I think they're being overly optimistic on, on the energy. The energy. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk some more about energy, but I think they're over-optimistic okay. on energy. Okay. Well, thank you for your time. We appreciate you. Okay. Thanks, Lynn. Uh, good, good questions here. Uh, and call us at 713-339-1070. Let's take a call from Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello, Ted. How are you? Good, good. You had a question for us. Well, uh, I had one, but I'll interject because listening to your comments about the convention, I guess I'd like to chime in there a little bit. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and this may be the first time I've ever disagreed with anything I've heard you say. But I, too, yeah. was a, a big crew supporter, but I'm not ready to give him a, a pass. I, you know, I'm extremely disappointed in him for, you know, some of the reasons you mentioned, you know, we can't risk Hillary in the Supreme Court. And, uh, and on Trump's side, I mean, I really do think he really tried to reach out. For him to allow Cruz to speak in prime time without a commitment of an endorsement, I think, is, is extraordinary. I don't think you yeah. see any of your yeah. typical politicians doing that. So I think he stretched way out there. Of course, it's Trump being Trump. He's going he's gonna to do what he wants to do anyway. But I do think he really did an extraordinary thing to let Cruz speak, and then I was extremely uh, disappointed uh, in, in Cruz's uh, I guess lack of endorsement. I do think we need to to get on board. Uh, Kasich, I was really disappointed in him, but you know what? I really didn't like him much in the first place. So that, that yeah, give me, me both. Because I was so in for Cruz. I've had this discussion with my sister. She's still in for Cruz regardless, but I'm extremely disappointed. So um, I understand all the insults, uh, but you know, I, I, the, the best answer I think I heard in the whole thing was someone was interviewing Ben Carson. And, and pretty much posed him the question: How can you support Cruz, or how can you support Trump after all the nasty things? And Carson simply responded, "It's not about me; it's about the country." And I, I really, that really struck me as that's the right answer. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, no, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I think that's kind of right. And the idea that he, he I understand he's upset that that uh, Trump uh, insulted uh, his wife Heidi. But let, let me tell you something about Heidi. You could drop Heidi Cruz into the presidency right now, 
And let me tell you something. I would feel completely comfortable with her running the country. Do not under, ever underestimate Heidi Cruz. Oh, and I think, so, you, I know, mean, you know, of course, Trump won't let it go, but yeah. I think he, he kind of come around and said, hey, Heidi, you know, it was great, you know, and I, I don't remember, you know, all the insults going back and forth, but... Uh, oh, it was yeah, ridiculous. I mean, it reached uh, the point of absurdity, it really... Yeah, and really, it, it takes two to tango, and I think it went uh, went both ways there, but like I say, uh, what Ben Carson said to me, hey, it's not about individuals, it's about the country, we cannot afford to have Hillary and for, for multiple reasons, but... So back uh, to change back to the economy. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know we're all wondering why the market's high, and I, I guess I'll throw out a uh, an assumption or a postulate. Posture um, Trump obviously is, is against the TTP and all this free trade, and actually now Hillary's that way, and I guess Bernie drug her over in that direction. Yes, yeah. Do you think the market is picking up on that? That we could see a real change coming down the road if either one of them gets elected. Um, a more, I guess, protectionist view of trade. That's sort of counterintuitive to me. I'm sort of a free trader, but uh, I wonder if the market uh, isn't anticipating that, hey, we are going to tighten up on some of these deals. I, I'm curious what your thoughts are. Yeah, look, I, I think I think clearly we're, whoever wins is going to tighten up on trade. I think you have to. I, I Look, the American people aren't going to tolerate all their jobs being shipped overseas. And the, the one that was the most shocking to me was the carrier deal, uh, United Technologies yeah. Air Conditioner. They're paying the people like $15 an hour, and they're going to move them to Mexico for three or four dollars an hour. Once you start, once you're there, then every single job in the United States is under threat, and we we can't have it. And and the real danger we have here, Tom, is look, China's back is against the wall. China has a massive debt problem. They're in trouble. They're flooding the system with. I mean, they're pouring so much money in in, in it, into their economy. They're ma- they're looking making the Federal Reserve look like they're tight on uh-huh. economic policy, and it's failing. Their economy is slowing down. They're deep, deep financial trouble. So that's a dangerous place to be when, when people are in trouble on both sides. It's much harder to do something then. Do you think the market is viewing all that uh, as a positive? And that's one, you know, sometimes I wonder why the market's so uh, I, look, I think, But I, I think, wonder if it's anticipating that and viewing it as a, as a big positive. No, no, no I, I think that's going to be a major negative. I think People, okay. I think there's nowhere to go. But I th- here's the other thing: it's July. The market started going up. A lot of portfolio managers have too much cash, and they're starting to panic and dump money into the market. That's pushing it up. That's going to change. I still think you're going to get a very substantial correction. Okay. Just trying to add up all the dots here right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm glad this is, it helps me kind of uh, clarify that position a little bit. Okay. Well, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. You got a question or comment, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. We'll be right back after this quick break. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. It's getting warm out there. No, it's getting hot out there. So get out of the Texas heat and come to Pasadena Gun Center. We have a 25-yard indoor range, great prices on firearms, a full-service gunsmith, and 50 bucks in-house license to carry classes. Plus, every Wednesday is Ladies' Day. Ladies, you shoot free all day, and both machine and handgun rentals are half price for all customers. Ammo purchase required. Pasadena Gun Center, 206 East Shaw in Pasadena. Call 713-472-0417 or check them out online at PasadenaGunCenter.com. Pasadena Gun Center. Why go 
anywhere else. You know Dinesh D'Souza, a former policy analyst in the Reagan White House. D'Souza exposes the secret history of the Democrats and the true motivations of Hillary Clinton. Dinesh D'Souza is coming to Houston Baptist University Tuesday, August 23rd. Tickets are available online. You can join us backstage for food and refreshments with VIP tickets available for $75 and general admission is $25. However, and listen because this is important, I've got a deal for you. Go to our website, am1070theanswer.com. Click on the banner announcing Dinesh D'Souza's coming to HBU. Select how many tickets you wish to purchase. You'll see a promo code box. Type in the word SAM and you'll get the general admission tickets for only $20. This special deal will last only a short time, so you better get in on it now. Type in SAM in the promo code box and you'll get the general admission tickets for only $20. Hurry, this deal will not last long. Go to am1070theanswer.com. Get your tickets now and join us for an evening with Dinesh D'Souza Tuesday, August 23rd at HBU with AM1070 The Answer. AM1070 The Answer. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Yeah, so uh, anyway... uh, we're back here talking at the Max Out Savings Show, and if you got a question or comment, 713-339-1070. Look, if you haven't gone to the website and signed up for the free Max Out Savings Report, do it now. This is a great report. Our most recent report was we, we talked – what did I talk about? I've got it here somewhere, uh, a copy. You know, something interesting we talked about, and I'm trying to expand upon this, was – was really the idea of ad blockers. And, uh, and I'm trying to do more work with computers and different th- to help people out along those lines. It's everything about savings investments. But we talked about historic low bond rates. We have a little chart so you can see, oh, yes, it is historic bond rates by looking at the chart. Uh, we talked about ad blockers. Do you have an ad blocker? With the advent of video, the ads on the Internet have gotten particularly bad. And, and, and ad blocker is what you should have on your system, particularly if you have a cell phone. Overseas on cell phones, about 70% of some countries have ad blockers on them. In the United States, it's about 4 or 5%. So something like an ad, there's one ad blocker plus, and we write about it. It's a free free service you can sign up for. We also talk about savings and investments in there. Uh, we talk about our outlooks for the market. We talk about oil loans. People don't realize that China lit, lent billions of dollars that required payback to oil producing countries in oil. Now they're being so now they're being flooded with twice as much oil, and there's massive oil stockpiles building up in China. That's going to affect the oil business. We talk about a lot of really neat stuff. We try to make it very simple so the average person can understand it. It's the Max Out Savings Report. It's free by going to the website. Tell you what, let's take a call from randy hello randy hi ted how are you pretty good pretty good good uh ted i got a couple of things one a roth ira i, I do kind of like them but i tell young people that still have 20 30 40 years left to work that uh, that's probably the way they ought to go because they can put their money in the stock market and uh you'll get a good return on it and because uh, you're you're probably in a low bracket when you're young like that, so your taxes are going to be fairly low anyway. And, yeah, uh, yeah. And I think when, when, once you get close to retirement, though, you're, you're, you've only got a couple of years left to keep your money invested. It might be better to take a regular IRA and, and write it off right up front. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's either one. It, it, it's six. the the nice thing for the five twenty nine plans is you, is you do the the the, the Roth because you got to take that money out in big chunks. 
Yeah. And so, one other thing, people they have a lot of money out there deferred, and it's going to have to come back in on the market. But I mean, I'm, I got a lot of dry powder, two, three hundred thousand, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, what when's a good buying opportunity. So I went back and looked at uh, in the late '90s when we had the dot com. Uh, Bubble and, and bust, and then the, the, the milk yeah. goes two two Y K Y two K, and then we had the nine one one. We had the recession there. Yeah, two thousand two two thousand three. That was a good buying opportunity. Then we came back up, got late two thousand and seven, and then all the fools running those investment banks and brokers and stuff had stuck their neck out thirty forty times their capital got cut off at the knees. So that was a good buying opportunity. But I'm looking around now, what 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 could give us? Knock a thousand points off the off to five hundred or, or eight or nine thousand points off the Dow. Would would be jobs leaving China going to Bangladesh and Vietnam? Yeah, I, I tell you what, or, it would be. Or could, or could I think we're just starting to feel the negative effects of England leaving the EU? What what what, what, what are we looking at here? Which would which would give us a really good buy uh, a, a couple of black swans, so to speak. Uh, a, a trade war with China is probably number one. Or. That's gonna if Trump gets in there, that's gonna be the worry right away, and it's gonna spook the market. China's gonna talk talk very tough. Their backs are against the wall. There's a story in the uh, Journal Friday that uh, uh, Li Keqing and uh, Z, whatever the heck his name is, the president and the premier, are really at loggerheads in different directions. Uh, if China goes co- hardline communist all of a sudden, that's going to be a problem. If, 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 if the European banks, we like the American banks, the European banks are in financial trouble over there and possibly going to have to be bailed out. That's another problem. You've got close to a bail-in. A bail-in, yeah. That you've got close to a depression in China right now. And and, and so you've got a a lot of potential problems out there. They're not going away. The the bullish case is going to be the resurgence of the United States of America. And and so – what you want to do is you want to find the sectors that are going to they're going to go up in that type of environment. There's going to be more look, there's going to be more military spending. If if there's no war, Japan and Germany still have to they're going to have to rearm for for uh, an assertive China and and the American people are no longer going to bankroll Europe's defenses. Uh, well, I was thinking I was going to ask you about military could uh we have uh, Russia kind of backed up against the wall with these low oil prices. Could they militarily try to do something, or, or could uh, we could have some big, like I said, some kind of big conflict in the South China Sea with China or something? Would that would that precipitate a big bear market? Yeah, I, look, I'm more worried about China than Russia. Russia does not have a huge amount of debt in the country because remember they went into bankruptcy and had to clean up their their thing. Russia's in a tough spot because if they disintegrate too much, China eventually, a decade or two, is going to move into eastern in, into eastern uh, Russia, uh, and, and so they need the U.S. They need the U.S. and they need European allies to an extent. Uh, I think we've needlessly alienated Russia. I think we need Russia in the war against Islamic terror. I think they're a very important ally. So I, I'm not I'm not in the camp that they're, they're a huge threat. Uh, I do think that Europe needs to rearm, and if they rearm just for defensive purposes, it's going to be very bull- it's going to be bullish for their economy. And so, I I think. You, you, I, yeah, but who who said they're going to be defensive when Hitler started? They 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 wanted uh, they were trying to be defensive. They thought German citizens were being you know shortchanged in some of these countries over there, and they, that's why they started all of that. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, this is exactly this is the, the 1930s but, all over again, but it never. 
it rhymes. It never goes the same way. Somebody's going to do something out there. We know it. And, and, and the question is, how does it all break down? Once I, I think too, I don't, I don't, I don't trust the Euro- Europeans to to rearm. I really don't. Yeah, no, I, I they're, think they're, they're too fragmented. Yeah, they're too All right, lazy. Ted. Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate talking to you. Okay, thanks a lot, Ray. No, it's it's a difficult thing out there. Look, I think the big story is China. China has got. China has a massive debt buildup. They, they've put more money in their banking system than the total of the U.S. in, in Japanese banking systems combined, including uh, probably India as well, into their banking system in the last eight years. They've not been able to stabilize their economy. They're laying off millions of workers. Their debt levels are completely out of control, and they're in trouble, and now they're facing a trade war with the United States. It's going to be difficult, and, and I think a lot of these things are starting to come up to the table. Uh, what else? I, I tell, I wanted, a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, the Roth IRA, as I was, I was saying, remember, if you it, it, for a college education— the reason the Roth IRA is good is because for college education, remember this when you're investing for, for college is if I'm investing for retirement, I've got a million dollars, let's say a million dollars for retirement, I'm going to, and I retire at 65, I've got about a 25 to 30 year drawdown in that million dollars worth of assets. If I've got $50,000 saved up for retire, for, for college, that's going to be drawn down in four years. It's a much more rapid drawdown. So as you get close to to to, to your college education, you've got to get, get that money much safer because if, if a recession knocks, if the market goes down 50% in a big recession, it's going to wipe out your college expense uh, savings and you you do not have time to recover. You can't, you're, you're not pulling, instead of pulling 4% out a year, you're pulling 25%. So the Roth IRA is a good way to go. Uh, one of the, I wanted to touch base on estate. We've been talking some about estate planning. The estate tax exemption is 11.45, excuse me, uh, $5.45 million. It's, it's, it's $10.9 million. If, if, if you're, if you have a couple, a husband and wife. So if you're under that, you don't have to do estate tax planning. A couple things to remember. Remember your step-up basis at, at uh, for estate planning, you get a step-up basis to the time of the estate. Uh, the, the the assets are revalued for IRS purposes. So that, that's a very valuable thing for even, so if you don't have, if even if you're under four and a half million with no taxes, the estate step-up is massive for most people. So understand you're, you have high tax basis assets and low tax basis assets. The low tax basis assets or the low cost basis assets that you're going to have a very high tax on, you want to pass through the estate. Uh, the other thing is, is I've been in this business for over 25 years helping people manage their retirement assets. And, and uh, uh, we do all types. We deal with trust. We deal IRA rollovers. That's our main business. We're value investors in the stock and bond market. The toughest stuff I've had to do is the estate stuff for clients. I mean, we've been brought in on, on all types of different cases. We've had, we've, we've, we've been dealing with, with, with uh, siblings, we've been dealing with parents and siblings, we've been dealing with lawyers, we've been dealing with trustees, we've been dealing with feuding siblings. Understand, one of the things I think people do not understand with, 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 this, with your estate is make sure that you're setting your estate up so you minimize the conflicts with the kids. I, I think this is just absolutely gigantic. Uh, understand, your kids might be 40, 45 50 years old, and they're still between the siblings that are going to act like they're 
13 years old. I, I, I hate to say it, but it, whatever was happening back then is going to come through it, 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 now. And so you have to understand that, and you have to understand that these kids are going to have to work together. And, and, and you have to do things to try to kind of help them work together. And you have to make sure that if you've got different types of assets, that the assets are se- are separated out so each person gets the assets or or, or different people have control of different assets and, and, and understand that maybe you want to leave something to one person, a different thing to another person, and jointly to another group. Or, but understand the the the, mecha- the the dynamics of your children are – understand that. And, and it, they're not going to go away when you pass away. They're going to get worse. And, and so uh, it, you would think as people get adults, but that doesn't happen. And so you want to try to do everything you can to minimize your estate. If you're a trustee, particularly a family member, you have a 50-50 chance if you do the greatest job in the world that everyone's going to appreciate the work you did. So understand it. It's family. That's the way it is. Don't be disappointed when it happens. Uh, understand, if you're a trustee, a couple bits of advice it is take care of things very quickly. Uh, give people some time to sort of grieve or what and, and deal with everything. But then, you know, take care. Be very transparent. Remember, this is a family dynamic. This is not a business. It's a family dynamic. And if you if you make that mistake, you're going to be in trouble right away. You run it as a business, but understand it's a family dynamic. So you have to be very transparent to everybody else. So if they have any questions, you can pull it out and show them exactly what you're doing, what the plan is, and, and, and move forward. The more secretive you are, even if you are being the perfect trustee and handling things brilliantly and you're Warren Buffett Jr., the more secretive you are, the more trouble you're going to run into. It, and, and so understand you want to be transparent. You want to be very – keep everything written down, taken care of correctly, and understand also that what you want to do is try to get things done quickly. The longer you drag things out, the tougher it's going to do to get things done. So uh, the dynamic in a state is very important. So if you're dealing with your estate, I know you probably have a will, but understand, have you really thought out the family dynamics of your estate? And, and this is the best advice I can give you is that's always extremely tough. Uh, the, I've dealt with this for 30 years. Uh, believe me, I've been in depositions and everything else under the sun, and I've seen everything. And, and what's surprising is how nothing ever – it's always kind of the same thing. And so – Work to minimize any uh, the, the minimize the family dynamics in your estate, and so give that some thought. Uh, a bit of that's a, a state uh, tip of the day. Remember the fi- family dynamics; they don't change. Uh, now, particularly parents, they like to convince themselves things have changed. That's you know, as a parent, we all are you know we all are that way. And but. Understand you have to deal with the dynamics, so make sure in your will you take care of those family dynamics. Now, got a couple minutes left. Uh, If you haven't gone to the website, go to maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for our free newsletter. You can also... Uh, sign up for an appointment with me, and I will sit down with you for free. We It's free service. We'll go over your financial situation. We'll see how you're set up for retirement, and we'll show you our value investing approach to the stock and bond market. We'll take a look at your assets, see where you are, how well you're set for retirement, and then we'll show you how we would manage those assets for retirement. Uh, 
the value investing approach, we invest in stocks and bonds, uh, some mutual funds, some ETFs, and put together a diversified portfolio. We do a lot of work dealing with risk analysis to try to mitigate some of these these huge declines that we've seen, everything from 87 to 1999 to, uh, to the crash in 2008. We've dealt with those things, and we've pretty much sidestepped them. We don't blindly go into ETFs and just ride out the market uh, things hoping for the better. I think the world is rapidly changing. You have to have a plan in place. So if you need some help, go to the website and at least sign up for that free newsletter. If you sign up for the newsletter, you're getting the newsletter. You're not going to get a phone call from us. We're not going to bother you. If you'd like to come in for a uh, for a meeting or something, give us a call. We'd like to, like to help you out, but we're not going to call you up. This this Max Out Savings Report is to help you build up wealth over the long term. So go to the website at maxoutsavings.com. Uh, we'd like to help you out. I hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, remember the motto of the Max Out Savings Show. It's to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070. The answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.